A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. Hey, 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 what's happening, Fundaman and Funda World out there? How's everybody doing? Hope and trust that we find you all in a good space on this beautiful day. And when I say beautiful, I literally mean it. I mean, this is a uh, the last day of the month. And uh, I don't know how you feel, Fundaman, out there. Uh, man, to me, this year has just flown by. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe that we're heading into just the last month of 2016. And, and what a ride uh, it has been. It's a, it's a year that um, is going to always stand out to me uh, because this is a year that we gave birth to fundamentals. Uh, so that's, that's something that uh, I'll always remember because it allowed me to get to know a lot of great uh, men and women out there in the world and uh, at the same time hopefully allowed you to get to know me a little bit as well. But we certainly do appreciate you listening in. If this is your first time, we, we say welcome. Uh, if you are a repeat uh, client, then we say welcome back. And we're glad to have you back to uh, Fundamentals, which has really become a must-listen uh, program for, for men, something that we I'm um, starting to hear more and more uh, out there of, of people t- uh, telling me how they t- tune it in when they're riding down the freeways and they're in traffic and uh, running here and there or out in the yard doing some yard work with some headphones on. And those are good things because that's that's how things take effect. That's how things take root is when we continuously listen to things over and over again, especially if they're things that uh, are beneficial to us. So we definitely appreciate that. And uh, as some uh, some women have mentioned to me, they said, hey, up to this point, all you all have had is ESPN. And I had to laugh about that, especially the comment coming from a few women. But but now we, we, we have more than ESPN. We have fundamentals. And I like to say fundamentals is a is a fan to some men. It's a it's a mentor for some other men, a professor, a a coach. Uh, it can be used as a wake up call for those who need to be uh, awakened. Uh, it can be used as a friend uh, as well. So uh, that's, it has so many different. Uh, benefits depending upon where you are in life. And uh, we've also been told that it has become a great uh, resource to a lot of beautiful women out there in the world who support the progress uh, of men. And uh, we've now kind of adopted them into our Funda Men family, and we call them members of the Funda world. So to all of you all today, we say welcome uh, certainly glad that you've taken the time to tune in uh, to our particular program on this particular day. I am your host, Carl Bobo, and again, welcome back. Today, Fundament, uh, I want you to 
fasten your seatbelts a little bit because I I want to try to challenge you a little bit. I want to try to challenge you in uh, your thought process as well as in our behavior. Uh, and in order to do that, we might have to get a little uncomfortable. So what I really want to challenge you with and the theme that I want to use for uh, today is simply step outside your comfort zone. Think about that fundamentally. Step outside your comfort zone. Oh yeah, fundamentally, we're going to have some fun uh, today and as we always do. But but again, as I say, it's time to challenge you a little bit. I, I want you to, I, I want to challenge you to be, uh, to have the courage to step outside of your comfort zone. You know, we have uh, heard the comments uh, from um, many of our wives and many uh, of our girlfriends or whatever uh, the relationship that you might have that, uh, but we've heard some comments from those on the outside that have, you know, made some somewhat suggestions that maybe some of us are not uh, adventurous enough. And I'm not talking about adventurous from the standpoint that uh, you you rappelling down a mountain. I'm not talking about uh, adventurous from the standpoint that you were parasailing and all that. And all those things can be fun and can be good. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I love to, to be adventurous uh, somewhat myself from time to time. But, but when I talk about adventurous in this particular setting, I'm talking about just doing some things outside of the norm. You know, the, the, the talk is that you that you hear uh, coming from, especially from many of the ladies in reference to the men, is that they, they, they say that we stick a little too close to the vest of your upbringing. You know, and, and from the man, I mean, after I heard it for a while and, and participated in... Uh, many counseling sessions over the years, you know, I I have to actually give them a little credit there and give them a point that they might be somewhat right right there. Because I, I can't tell you, Fundamen, uh, how many men across the country that I have met over the years who really are a little uncomfortable about venturing too far away from their experiences growing up. You know, and here, here, here's an example. And this was, you know, several years ago. But uh, a couple had come to me for counseling and, and coaching. And one of the problems that they were having in their marriage is it, it just centered around basically eating. You know, uh, the wife was saying that you know he's just a guy that uh, prefers to either eat finger food or. Uh, eat his hamburger plain, just a cheeseburger on bread, nothing else, and was not even open to even trying it a different way. And you say that's a minor thing, but it in many ways it's not minor because what she was trying to emphasize is that you know, they can't venture out. They can't try different things because he's stuck in basically the basic things that which he was uh, exposed to growing up. And uh, it's impacting them as far as their ability to just get out and enjoy uh, the ambience of a lot of things out there in life. So uh, after a few weeks 
of counseling, you know, and I was talking to him, just kind of saying, you know, why, why, why do you like your burger that way? Nothing wrong because I think we, you should have the right to eat your food how you want to eat it. But, but because it was causing uh, somewhat of a, a relationship issue, I just kind of said, just tell me a little bit about it. You know, why, why is it? He says, you know, Carl, it's, it's just what I like. He says, there's nothing else to it. That's just how I like my burger. And, you know, I accepted that and I agree. And I'm like, hey, if, if that's how you like it, then you eat it the way you like it. But that counselor in me said, nah, I need to probe a little bit more because I just didn't feel like I was getting the, the total answer. So as I probed a little bit more and, and asked a few more probing questions, you know, it became clear that it was not simply just what he liked, but we were uh, able to kind of ascertain that he was stuck on what he was used to. He was stuck on what he was comfortable with. Uh, he was stuck on what uh, he grew up with, not even fully understanding why things were the way they were. And, uh, when the light really clicked, I had an opportunity one day to meet uh, his parents, and uh, it was at a, a function, and um, they actually served some hamburgers there. But I noticed his mom had, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, and onions, and she even had some jalapeno peppers on hers, and uh, dad had a little chili on his, and I'm sitting there saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I said, I'm a little surprised that you're eating this. And she, his mom asked me, she said, why do you say that? And I said, because your son only wants to eat his cheeseburger, just bread and a cheeseburger, period. And she started laughing. <laughs> she laughed and she laughed. To, I mean, she actually had some tears coming out of her eyes, you know, uh, laughing so much. And she said, Carl, she said, here's the real deal. <laughs> she said, I used to fix homemade hamburgers growing up when I was raising the children. But she said, and depending upon what was going on and in the farming season, sometimes we just didn't have lettuce and tomatoes and onions to go along with the burger. You know, we, we had to use those for other different things. I mean, we, I mean, she had multiple children. I forgot what the total number was, but it was something like five or six. And uh, so she said, that's the reason that we did it that way, and that's the reason I served it that way. So it's it's not because I had anything against lettuce, tomatoes, and onions. Actually, I prefer mine with a lot of different things on there. Even put some egg on there, and well, we just laughed about that situation and uh, had a good time with it. But but then I went back to him and 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 shared this same story with him about that. This is what I got from your mother. And even he had to laugh because he said he'd never heard that before. He didn't know it. And we then came to the conclusion that this misunderstanding and everything that was going on that was causing he and his wife problems was actually something that was there, not necessarily uh, because of some family tradition. It was just something that was done in his family uh, just because to make sure they had enough to go around for everybody. You know, so we had we had to kind of challenge him a little bit to break out of this to let him know that it's okay to do things that you're not accustomed to doing or that maybe you didn't grow up doing. And uh, I will say today that uh, they they have moved on and uh, experienced life a little bit more abundantly, as I will say, uh, after having those sessions.
You know, so what I'm saying of fundamental is we've got to learn how to be comfortable in stepping outside of our comfort zone. I mean, when I say comfort zone, I'm talking, you know, how we were raised and some of the things that grew up with us. And this is not to say anything that uh, we experienced growing up potentially was negative. But what I'm saying is that we also have to understand that there is more out there for us. You know, when I sit back there and take a few moments and, and look at my own upbringing, you know, I grew up in a fairly conservative house in, in South Central L.A., uh, was was very blessed and fortunate to have two parents in the home, uh, and for the most part, you know, I mean, we not only we we ate very well. Now, don't miss that. My mother can cook uh, with the best of them, but for the most part, we were kind of a meat and potatoes and beans kind of diet because that's what my dad liked. He 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 still likes you know those type things now even as they've gotten older moms is cutting back and cutting out some of that meat and making him eat more vegetables and fruit and stuff that he frowns about <laughs> but uh but this is the kind of stuff that i grew up with you know my, my parents did a great job uh, in raising us mom cooked every day and uh, we would even have you know fish on fridays and stuff like that in some other homes you had and uh uh, Saturdays was kind of the day that Saturday afternoon or evening mom could kind of take off and you know, go pick up something, whether it's go buy a burger or something like that. But but for the most part, I think we had somewhat of a normal uh, upbringing. Now, uh, that being said, my parents did a great job, as I said, raising us. And they also did a great job of even trying to expose us to other things. But but listen to me on that. Listen to me on this real quick. Uh, that wasn't good enough. And here's what I'm saying. Here's why I'm saying that. See, they could only expose us to what they had been exposed to. Are you with me, Fundamen? Let me say it again. They could only expose us to what they had been exposed to. I hope you feel me on this. You know, so 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 to to be hung up on things that you experienced as a child, those things might be the exact things that are somewhat holding you back. And we need to understand that. I mean, you know, our parents when when we were growing up, they didn't have um, internet. And stuff like we have nowadays to expand their minds uh, uh, and things of that nature. No, they, they had those big old books that some of you may not even be aware of that are called encyclopedias. You know, where the man would ring the doorbell selling these big old book boxes of encyclopedias. And you in many of our homes, we had, you know, all these books on the shelves. Those things are not necessary anymore because nowadays everything is just at, at the flick of a switch or, or push a button on your phone or your iPad or, or whatever, your computer, whatever you're, you're using. But we, we have so many different ways nowadays that we can be exposed to a lot of different things and different cultures and stuff in life that our parents didn't have. You know, so so what we've got to understand is uh, they did the best that they could with what they had at that particular time. We live in a different time. Fundamentally, we need to understand that. You know, when I grew up, we didn't have a microwave. 
that was that was, I mean that, as a young child they weren't even around as a young child. Now I mean I got old. That's a different ball game. But as a young child, no, you wanted to warm something up. You had to put it in the oven and allow it to warm up. But this is a different generation, and I use a microwave on a daily basis. So fundamentally, this is what we're trying to say. Also, is that we have to learn how to step outside of our comfort zone. Now, one thing that helped me is I also remember my parents were very uh, firm in their belief that they also expected us to do better than them. They they wanted to challenge us in that area, and and even though I thought they did okay in their life, they still didn't want me to settle for that. They say you you, you need to continuously grow. And, you know, I tell you, it became even more evident uh, when I married my wife, Kimberly, because uh, it became apparent to both of us that she and I wanted to grow as individuals. And therefore, we we held true to our core values. But at the same time, we were open to experience life uh, that we may not have uh, previously been exposed to. You know, so so let me kind of take a few moments and just share with you real quick. So, you know, when I say step outside your comfort zone, I'm gonna give you a few uh, things that I did when I say step outside your comfort zone. You know, museums. Look here, fundamental man. I'm I'm just like you. Maybe some of you love museums and that stuff, but growing up, I didn't like museums. The only museums I went to initially were on school trips, and they were boring. And when I finally got out of that particular point that I didn't have to do that anymore, I didn't want to go visit another museum. But I tell you what, my wife had me, uh, and I mentioned this on a few uh, programs before, she had me, and we were in Paris, and I went to the to the Louvre and saw some of the painting and art in that particular museum, and it gave me a whole new level of appreciation. And it made me say, wow. I, I never even had probably and I probably just didn't allow myself to open my mind up to appreciate museums as a young man that I uh, finally matured and was able to do, you know, traveling, you know, it's not something that I ever really had a strong desire to do. I mean, I was kind of content with where I was in my world. But uh, through married life, I've, I've traveled to different countries across the globe, whether it's Italy or Ireland or New Zealand or Barcelona, uh, um, France, Paris, all those things. I mean, I've seen some beautiful things. Got to see Gaudi and uh, some of his uh, the, the work that he uh, did uh, in Barcelona and to understand that this man uh, had a mind frame that was just so far advanced that the stuff that he thought about years and years and years ago, long before he died, is still now coming to fruition. It's just mind-blowing, and you learn to appreciate that kind of stuff. Uh, musically, like, yeah, I, I grew up in L.A., and uh, I grew up with R&B and jazz. I mean, those were just my favorite. But but I've learned to step outside my comfort zone, and now I like a diversity uh, of music. I, I Sometimes I want R&B, sometimes I want jazz, sometimes I want classical. I can listen to just a piano. I can listen to a violin. Uh, one of my sons started playing the violin, the viola, and uh, I learned a lot of different things about that and learned to enjoy classical music. Uh, now go to plays and uh, different things of that nature because I've learned to step outside 
of my comfort zone. And it was not necessarily easy, but but I had to learn how to do this fundamental. And this is one of the things that I want to, you know, trying to challenge all of us in that we have to be willing to step outside of our comfort zone. You know, I was never a big art guy, you know, uh, early part of marriage. You know, we go past the art guy or something like that. I was let my wife, well, you go on up in there and I'll, I'll be right across the street at the cafe drinking me a beer. It was not something that appealed to me. Now, fundamental, it does appeal to me. Now I understand fine art. Now I'm a big fan of uh, Richard McDonald, who I consider to be the world's best sculptors. You know, uh, th 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 there's a whole lot of uh, fantastic artists out there that I now love. Craig Tracy does some great things with the human body and, and paint that I've become a fan about and my wife and I love. So what I'm saying is you have to step outside of your comfort zone. You know, when I left home to go to college and was kind of out there on my own, uh, you know, the and if I bought a beer, it was Miller Lite. That's what I knew. That's what I did. But but fundamentally, let, let's listen to me. Now, I've learned to uh, improve the quality of my taste. My palate has changed, and I appreciate a craft beer. I appreciate a Cabernet. You know, appreciate a good glass of champagne from time to time. But what I'm saying is we have to step outside sometimes of our comfort zone. Fundamentally, what I'm saying is this. Sometimes we have a tendency to hold on to what is familiar to us and we expect others to conform to us rather than understanding others for who they are. I hope you all are with me there. See, if we live uh, with a closed mind, fundamentally, we will never grow beyond what's comfortable and familiar to us. See, I've kind of adopted a new motto in life, and, and it, it kind of goes like this. I don't allow my comfort with what is normal to me, to stop me from experiencing what is abnormal to me. So let me say that again. I don't allow my comfort with what is normal to me to now stop me from experiencing what is abnormal to me. And I want to challenge you, fundamentally, to try it yourselves. Don't, don't let comfortable boundaries keep you from traveling into another neighborhood. Don't let comfortable boundaries keep you from exploring another city or exploring another state or even going as far as exploring another country. Be open, fundamentally, to different cultures and and different cuisines. I mean, I've, I've learned to acquire a taste for a lot of different things out there and a lot of cuisines out there that I, 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 that were not exposed to me as a young child. I mean, uh, Indian food, I've learned to to appreciate some of those things. And, and listen, 
I used to eat Chinese food growing up too, but to me, and a lot of American Chinese food was, you know, sesame chicken, little chow mein or, or, or shrimp fried rice. But but I've learned, you know, being out here in the Bay Area where you got Chinatown in San Francisco and Chinatown right there in Oakland, and I've learned to appreciate stuff like dim sum, you know, and it, and it, once you really get into it, you say, wow. This is something that I just hadn't experienced before, and it is fantastic. So, Fundaman, I want to challenge you to be open to growth. You know, most of the time, the things that we fear most are the things that we don't know. Don't let fear of the unknown, Fundaman, keep you from living a life full of experiences. Don't let it happen. Don't let it, life's too short, don't let it happen. Some of the greatest experiences in my entire life are things that were outside of my comfort zone. Stuff that if you had asked me years ago what I have even done, I'd be like, man, are you crazy? I mean, I never was a big fan of going hiking. I mean, I played football and stuff like that, so I worked out all the time. So hiking, what am I going to go hike for? But I've, I've learned to get out on some of these beautiful hikes and explore some of nature and have some of the great greatest uh times of my life just in the quietness and serenity of nature. I told you about my skydiving experiences before and water skiing and all those type things. There's a lot of things and I have repelled off of a mountain. See, so there's a lot of different things that you can do just by stepping outside of your comfort zone. I tell you, we've learned to do one thing and we're going to take a break uh, from the men, but one thing we've learned to do is now when we travel, especially globally, first thing that we ask is, you know, where where do the locals eat? Where do the locals shop? Where do the locals live? You know, now I don't want don't not the tourist spots. I don't want to go to the tourist spots because the tourist spots are just what it is. You don't get a whole lot from the tourist spots. So uh, I try to do uh, those other different things. So look here, Fundamental Man, we're going to take a break right now, uh, and then we will come back with our second uh, section uh, as we continue our thoughts on you know how to basically step outside of our comfort zone. You're listening to uh, Carl Bobo. Um, fundamentals on the empowerment channel at voice america we'll be right back think you've seen everything there is to see in online television let us surprise you visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports health business and more on demand 24 7 if you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, Fundaman and Funda World. Welcome back. Uh, appreciate you uh, tuning back in with us after that brief break. What we're going to do now is head right into this second section, and I'm going to try to, uh, uh, in this section, try to answer a few questions that were emailed uh, to us, and at the same time, we'll uh, combine that with our man down uh, as well uh, that will head us to the end of the program. Now, uh, first question that we have, and I do appreciate when you all send something in because it lets me know that you are uh, really uh, in tune to what we got going on. Uh, first question comes from a bill, and he's from uh, New York, New York. And uh, he says, Carl, love the show, man. He said, it has helped me through some dark times. He said, question. We're heading into what is traditionally a very difficult period for me being the holidays, and I don't currently have a lot of resources to do the things that I want to do for my children. Uh, as a result, I kind of go into a little depression. Uh, any advice? Wow, Bill, I appreciate you uh, uh, writing in, and I also appreciate your, you being transparent there. Um, uh, first of all, I'll say thank you just for the compliment of the show. We do appreciate that. Uh, and it's always beneficial to me uh, to hear from uh, those of you in the audience because I need to know and feel comfortable that the show is on point. Uh, as I've said many times, this show is not about me. It's about it's for all fundamental. That's that's what this show is about. And it's important that we make sure that it's relevant to fundamental. And I can't do that uh, unless you tell me, you know, so I, so I do appreciate it. Now, now, Bill, the second thing that you, you really emphasize in here is, is in reference to your question on depression uh, because of your lack of resources to, you know, and to be able to provide for your children during the holidays. You know, that, that I know that's that's tough for you being a father to say and, and any father out there uh, who, who wants to do as much as we can for our children. But what I want you to understand, though, Bill, is that what your children need more than anything else is that they need to be happy for holiday season and they need a dad who is present. Let me say that again. They, 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 they want to be happy, but they want, to be, they want a dad that's present. That's how they have a happy holiday. That's how they have things that are going on. Kids need love more than they need gifts. They need time with you. And there are a lot of different stories out there, and, and I'm sure that you have heard some, and if not, you can research them. But there's a lot of stories out there of people that uh, are very successful in life now, but who talk about what they did not have growing up. 
but they, as they tell their stories, they all talk about they didn't miss certain things. They didn't get a lot of gifts for Christmas and stuff like that, and it didn't bother them because they had each other. They had love. They had a strong family support and things of that nature. You know, so really, I, I, I think, you know, tr- truth of the matter is, Bill, you know, realistically, these holidays have kind of gotten a little off track if we want to be honest with ourselves about it. You know, we don't we don't like to do this, but if we want to be honest with ourselves about it, we, they've gotten off track. I mean, think about this. Now, uh, originally, Christmas was a day that was supposed to be uh, set aside to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now, that's that's originally. Now, regardless of what your religious, uh, your theology is and all that, no, I'm just saying this was what the date originally was set up for. Now, I always thought it was kind of strange that I'm celebrating somebody else's birthday by me receiving a gift. <laughs> Does anybody else think that's strange? You know, and see, it has now become so commercialized and gotten off so off track that people have actually forgotten the reason for the season. And therefore, we have a lot of people in this world like you, Bill, who become stressed out about things that you really shouldn't get stressed out about. Because if you've got your health, you've got your family, you've got love, that's that's what's important. You know, that's more important than anything. So, Bill, what I will say very quickly is that give your children you. I I love your attitude and what you want to do, but give them you and you will be surprised at the results. Uh, We got another question here came in from Ed uh, all the way from Los Angeles. Uh, and uh, Ed's, and we can't deal with every question on every show, but uh, I try to get as many as I can in. But Ed's question was actually the opposite of what Bill's was because Ed says that, you know, Christmas is coming around and his children uh, have a lot of different things. And, and, and he and his wife have been very fortunate uh, to provide for him. And now he wants to teach them not to focus on gifts and things of that nature and to kind of bring them down a little bit and have a reality check about the most important things in life. And he he says, Carl, do you have any suggestions? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, look, I used to live in L.A., grew up in L.A., and it's no different than a lot of other places, but uh, there are many wonderful places and ways that you can help bring reality to your children. Um, you know, uh, three suggestions I'll just throw off right off the top of my head very quickly is, you know, feed the homeless, you know, uh, my children have had that experience that, you know, let, let, let them see some people who don't have and, and feed them. And, and you'll find that there's some joy that comes with when they're serving people who are less fortunate than they are. Uh, another thing that you may want to do is take them on a field trip to the children's hospital. You know, let them see some children who have a whole lot more issues that they are dealing with than what your children are dealing with. And uh, many times when they see those things, see, sometimes these things are shielded from our children, but let them see those things. And it has a way of transforming their lives and and making them realize that life is more about than simply receiving. It's about giving and that there are people out there with real, real issues. You know, uh, uh, the third thing you might want to consider is take them to a senior citizen's home, especially during the holidays. 
Uh, and one thing about the staff, if you talk to the staff, they will tell you uh, which seniors that may not even get visitors because don't think that all of them get visitors. Don't think that all of them come from families uh, that are there to support them. Some of them have families that are out of state and they never get a visitor. So ask them about that. Who's, who, who doesn't receive visitors? And maybe you and your children go visit them and take them a small gift uh, uh, maybe something that the children made. And when you see the joy that uh, lights up in that senior's eye and the smile that comes on their face, I guarantee you look at your children and you'll see the same joy uh, in their eyes as well. So these are just a few uh, things that you can do, but I do appreciate the question, Ed. And if you've got more uh, things that you'd like to know about in that arena, give me a call, uh, send me an email and I can give you some more. Ah. Uh, Got a third one here, right quick, from Armand from California. Now, he don't say what part, but we'll deal with that. He said, Carl, I enjoyed the show, but I have one problem with it. Okay. Um, I have more than one, Armand, so I appreciate you having one. So let's, let's talk about it. Let's see. He said, you provide some good, encouraging instructions, but I don't think you're hard enough on some men. Hmm. He says, I have a brother that's that's a screw up and he needs someone to tell him he is. Armand, thanks for your feedback, man. Appreciate it. Um, let me let me try to address the issue that you alluded to. Uh, first of all, you are correct in that I am trying to be encouraging to fund men. So I'll take that. One. I am. Uh, as I mentioned, and if you must, you might be new to the program, and I encourage you to listen to some of the first earlier programs because, as I mentioned when we launched this program, uh, one of the major problems that men faced uh, was being left behind, was uh, being ignored, being overlooked, and in some cases, uh, being bashed. You know, I, I stated emphatically. Uh, especially in my the, the, the lesson on why fundamentals, I stated emphatically that, that men are the most neglected species on the earth. And I tried to emphasize that with the women's empowerment movement that started in 1848, uh, uh, which was started to help get women equals rights, which I am in favor of. Uh, but I said, you know, however, to facilitate the progress that women needed, there was a long period of time when there was you know, not a lot of favorable things that were said about men, there was some male bashing going on. And we have to be honest with that a little bit, you know, and that went on until fairly recently, tell you the truth. And uh, I've, I've gone on record. I even made a comment uh, on record in you know, supporting Oprah. And I said, you know, what she has overcome and what she has accomplished has been uh, unbelievable. And, and I applaud her for that. And, and I applaud her for, you know, uh, the help that she has provided for millions of ladies and giving them a voice. But if we're going to also be totally honest, we got to also understand that there was a period of time uh, when, when Oprah was on that she leaned heavily toward women and, and the program was somewhat negative toward men in our situations. Now, now today, she's actually more even killed uh, with her super soul Sundays and stuff like that. Uh, but I bring all this up to say that you're correct, Armand. I am a voice for men who have been bashed. I'm a voice for men who need a little encouragement. I'm a coach for men who are successful and need to be shown the need to give back uh, to other men. You know, so Armand, you know, you say your brother may be a screw up, but but my, my question 
is why is he a screw up? You know, what has happened in his life that even you may not be aware of that could have contributed to some of this behavior? Don't just call him a screw up. Understand why. What have you done to understand where he is and to lend a hand to help your brother who basically sounds to be a man down? You know, so so I'll never start with bashing. You need to understand that's not what this is. I'm not going to start bashing men. There's enough of that going on in the world. You know, when I point my finger at at you, I've got three fingers pointed back at me. So so that's not what it's about. And fundament, fundamentals is about lifting men up, irregardless of how low they have fallen. Hear me. Now, we have some great fundamental men who, who listen and, and, and actually have great things going on in life. And, and they listen to just get polish up a few things and, and, and listen to kind of find ways that they can do more and give back. You know, so, so Armand, I'm, I'm going to challenge you to work with us as we work with your brother to lift him up as uh, from what you say is a screwed up phase of life. You know, we're all in this thing together. Now, that being said, I also have no problem telling a man who doesn't want to change and who doesn't need, and doesn't want help that what he needs to hear. I don't have a problem with that. I'm going to tell the truth no matter what. But we have to understand the circumstances. Sometimes people are the way they are because of some things that have happened to them. And even though they were raised in the same household as you does not mean you had the same experiences. So, well, I hope that answered your question, uh, and and I hope you take it in the spirit in which uh, it was given. Uh, we got another question, but I'm want I tell you what I want to do just to make sure that we stay time conscious. I want to uh, piggyback and jump down to our man down section right quick, and and if we have time at the end, then I'll come back and deal with another question. But I want to deal with the man down section because I want to make sure that we give time to give you uh, the instructions that you need as far as stepping outside of your comfort zone. So what I want to do right now is give you a couple of principles that I think are important on uh, how to step out of that comfort zone. We understand that uh, we can be comfortable. We understand that it's hard to branch out sometimes when you've been the way that you are all of your life. But I want to try to just challenge and give you a few things to kind of help you in that direction. So the first thing I want to want you to do, Fundament, is do everyday things differently. Let's say that again. Do everyday things differently. Drive a different route to work, a different route home, you know, um, Go to a different restaurant than you've ever gone to before and without any help from Yelp. Don't mess up. I'm not anti Yelp and all that stuff. But uh, one thing about Yelp is it depends on who the person is who's given the report. And your taste is not necessarily my taste. So you might say something is bad, but it might fit me and vice versa. So just try something different, even without the assistance of help, you know, um, Maybe you're a big meat eater. Maybe try just being a vegetarian for a week. There's a lot of different things that you can do, but but try to do everyday things differently. So that's one. Second thing I want you to do is uh, take your time in making decisions. Because see, sometimes it all it takes uh, is slowing things down to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. 
you know, kind of especially if you if your normal world is quick and fast, you know, so so take your time, slow things down a little bit. Sometimes just defending your right to make a decision can push you out of your comfort zone. So I want to challenge you to do to do that. Uh, let me give you a third thing real quick from the man. Third thing. Trust yourself and make snap decisions. <laughs> now, I know somebody's got something to say on that one because you're sitting there saying, wait a minute, this is a contradicting, contradiction from what you just said. No, it's not. Think about it. Just as some people strive from the men uh, on making snap decisions, others are more comfortable weighing all of the possible options over and over and over and over again, you know. So, so I want you to change a little bit. Sometimes a snap call is in order just to get things moving. Doing this can help kickstart your project. You know, it can kind of help you uh, and, and help you teach you to trust your own judgment. You know? And it also will teach you that there's a fallout for quick decisions as well as there's a fallout uh, for slow decisions from the man. Something else I wanted you to do to kind of help you uh, step out of that comfort zone is become comfortable with taking risks. Become comfortable with taking risks. Think about this, you know, comfort zone is most comfortable because you know what to expect. That's why it's called a comfort zone. Going out on a limb can be scary because you know what, fundamentally, you just might fail. But you've heard me say before, failure is not failure until you quit. So don't worry about failing. You also might also gain something, it may surprise you. You know, one of the biggest uh, things, uh, fundamentally, that hold people back is the fear of what other people will think. Well, fundamentally, let, let, let me tell you something. You are allowed to be less than perfect. Let me say that again. You're allowed to be less than perfect. And here's what you might find out, fundamentally, is you might find out that the people in your circle might actually like you better that way because it will make you more of an exciting person to be around. So, so, so don't be afraid to take risks, be comfortable with taking risks. And then uh, a fifth thing I wanna challenge you to do is do it in small steps. Let me say that again, do it in small steps. It takes a, a freaking lot of courage to break out of your comfort zone. No need to jump right in. Slow steps, slow it down a little bit from the man. What I mean by this is if you are a, let's say a socially anxious person, don't assume that you have to just go ask this girl that you bet you've had a crush on for years out on a date today. That's not what I'm talking about. Small steps is what I'm saying. Start with hello. Compliment her on maybe something that she's wearing and just see where it goes from there. 
Just do it in small steps and you can get there. Fundamental, when we when we really learn to get outside of our comfort zone, there are some benefits. And, and the reason that's why I wanted to get to the man down section for a quick point before we uh, try to answer another question or two is because I want you to understand there are some benefits in life when we step out of our comfort zone. And one benefit that you'll find in life is that you'll be more productive. Listen to me. I don't care how productive you are right now. If you step outside of your comfort zone, you will be even more productive. You say, what do I mean by that? Why do you say that, Carl? Because comfort kills productivity. Listen to me, fundamental. Comfort kills productivity. You know, that, that, that's, a, that's a problem and even in so many marriages out there and why they start struggling. It's not because the person, the, the couple don't care for each other anymore or don't love each, or love each other anymore. No, they've gotten too comfortable around each other. And therefore, they, they start slipping in handling their business. You know, see, some of the stuff in, in our relationships, think about it, you couldn't get away with some of that crap in a new relationship. Why? Because in a new relationship, you own your P's and Q's. Your hair is done, you shave, you got things going on, you, you own your best behavior. What happens is over a period of time in a marriage on both parts or in a relationship on both parts is that you get too comfortable. And that's what leads people to other things even on the outside because it's status quo at home. And they, they, they see some excitement outside and want to get involved. But what they don't understand is what they're seeing outside is partly uh, what they are contributing to because they are getting outside of their comfort zone there. And if they would work on it at home, <sighs> you guys know where I'm going, then you could have the same thing. Um, another benefit when you start talking about stepping outside of your comfort zone is you're going to have an easier time in dealing with new and unexpected changes. You know, Oh, yeah, it makes it easier. Uh, there was um, uh, this researcher, a professor from the University of Houston, a guy named uh, uh, Brene Brown, uh, says one of the worst things that we can do uh, is pretend fear and uncertainty don't exist. He said, by taking risk in a controlled fashion and challenging yourselves to things that you normally wouldn't do, you can experience some of that uncertainty in a controlled and manageable environment. You know, so what Dr. Brown was, was trying to say is that learning to live outside your comfort zone when you choose to can prep you for life changes that force you out of it. You know, so, so we've got to understand that uh, it's important that we do it. And some of the benefit, uh, second benefit is that it will make it easier when dealing with new unexpected changes that come up from time to time in life. Um, another benefit from the men is that you'll find it easier to push your boundaries in the future. And once you start, it gets easier and easier over time. You know, so so once you really do, if you start really step outside that comfort zone, it's going to be easy for you to push those boundaries in the future. You know, see, productive discomfort comes more normal to you once you start doing this. 
you're more willing to push yourself even farther because you're perf- uh, before your performance falls off. Um, Fundamentally, it's kind of like you know you, you you're gonna you'll see that as you challenge yourself, your comfort zone will adjust, and so the thing that was difficult and anxiety-inducing before becomes easier as you continue to repeat it over and over again. So this is one of the another benefit that you have uh, from uh, stepping out of your comfort zone. Uh, another benefit uh, that you find is that you'll find it easier to brainstorm and even harness your creativity fundamentally. Oh, yeah. See, seeking new experiences and learning new skills, you know, opening the, and opening the door to new ideas, those are things that, that really inspire us and educate us in a way that nothing else does. So, you, so when you start stepping out, you'll find that all of a sudden, man, you're thinking of a lot of different things and brainstorming becomes easy and your creativity just starts flourishing uh, uh, very, very fast. See, so what I'm trying to say, Fundament, is that the benefits that you get from stepping outside of your comfort zone uh, can linger. You know, you, you'll see overall self-improvement uh, through skills that you are learning. You'll see new foods that you are trying uh, through new countries that you are visiting. Maybe even a new job that you're interviewing for. You know, you, you'll see self-improvement in all of those areas. Uh, there are also mental benefits that you're going to get uh, from just broadening your horizon. So we want to challenge you, Fundament, to, to not be afraid to step out. And I just thought it was really important that I wanted to get that in uh, before we ran out of time on today. Now, uh, before we close out today and we, you know, we're getting close to that particular time, uh, I do want to go back because I do have a question that was sent here uh, to me from uh, Stan in Oregon. Matter of fact, he uh, identifies himself as Stan the Man. So Stan the Man from Oregon. Uh, so uh, I, as I look at this question, I think it's something that we all uh, as Fundamen could relate to, and uh, it's beneficial. So I wanted to address that right quick uh, because he's also fairly new to the program. So uh, Stan says, Carl, I just got tuned in to your show. And he says, so far, so good. He said, here's my problem. He says, that I'm dealing with. He says, I work out every day. I eat right on most days. And he says, but my wife nags me about not going to the doctor for regular checkups. And he says, I say I'm healthy and I feel great, so leave me alone. How can I get her to fall back? (laughs) Wow. Hey, Stan, first of all, welcome as being a newbie to Fundamentals. We was glad to have you with us today. And and we appreciate you, man. Appreciate the question. And no question is a bad question uh, here on Fundamentals and from our Fundamen. Uh, interestingly, I'm sure there's a lot of men that, that feel like you do. Uh, but, but I'm going to challenge you here, Stan. I'm not sure you're actually asking the right question. Because you shouldn't really want her to fall back. Uh, what, what she's actually doing is she's showing you uh, a lot of wisdom and love 
and uh, the, uh, care that she has for you. And look, don't, don't misunderstand. I get it that some men don't like to go to the doctor. I understand that. And back in the old days, uh, we looked at it as a waste of time because all they did was check your ears and your eyes, your blood pressure, your heartbeat, and your reflexes. And man, that's a waste of time. But 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 nowadays, we've got a lot of great technology out there uh, that's available to men and uh, uh, uh the blood test that they're able to do, they're able to identify some things that ha that are could possibly happen long before they do. So I would encourage you to get those regular checkups with this technology that we have out there because there's too many stories out there of men who have lost their lives from treatable illnesses all because they didn't go to the doctor. So uh, again, I want you to say, I think that she's looking out for you. Uh, and now I've learned to do the same thing. I bought myself a blood pressure monitor and things of that nature at home uh, for pre preventative measures so that I can check from time to time to make sure that I'm on track. So understand she's in your corner and she's a thunder world person by saying that she wants you to go see the doctor. Hey, look here. Uh, our time has run out on us today. Uh, we didn't get a chance to hit everything they want to cover, but I think we gave enough to kind of challenge us all to step outside of our comfort zone. Uh, hope you have a, a great rest of the week and look forward to talking with you next week. I uh, want you to say man up and man out. You've been listening to Carl Bobo on Fundamentals, and we will catch you next week. Have a great day. Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.